Danielle, all I would hear from people were the complaints about other contractors. Oh, you people never show up on time. You never start on time. You never finish on time. You tell me one price. It's going to be something else. You don't stand behind your work. You fly by night. You'll be gone later. And I heard it over and over and over again. And I said, you know what? The path to me, no matter how much I tell people how good I am or how great this is all going to be, they keep complaining. I heard the complaints louder than I heard the upside, the unique selling proposition or the features, advantages, benefits. So I said, wait a minute. I think the path to standing out is leveraging the complaints, not, not the upside positives of my, of my product or service. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. The place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth coach, Darnell Jersey Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategies to help you to experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. Oh, and if this happens to be your very first time joining me, there's a couple of things I want you to know about me. First and foremost, I'm not new to this, I'm true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And I believe you don't have to choose. Yes, you can love God and make boatloads of money. Oh, and I don't do hustle and grind, I do spirituality and systems. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure business owners. And you might be wondering what exactly it is that I mean by the incredible factor. And if so, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode called Exactly What is the Incredible Factor, where I'll break it all the way down for you. Oh, and there's even a really cool worksheet that will help you to define, own, unleash, leverage, and ultimately scale yours. I'm Tickle Purple that you're listening in today. This episode is powered by the Grow Your Business Toolkit. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is ready to crack the code on having a six, multiple six, or seven-figure business, this toolkit will literally give you the keys to the seven-figure castle. Grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. Oh my goodness, you guys. Can I just say that these interviews are getting better and better and better today? I sit down with Carl Gould. Okay, let me just read Carl's bio, which as amazing as his bio is, it really doesn't do him justice. Carl is a business growth expert, author, and serial entrepreneur. His career started by accident when he broke his leg and dropped out of his undergraduate accounting and finance program. At 18, he turned to what he knew best, landscaping, and his business growth endeavors began as he doubled his business each year for the next five years until it sold. Since then, Carl has built three multi-million dollar businesses before the age of 40, mentored the launch of over 5,000 businesses, and has trained and certified over 7,000 business coaches in 35 countries. He's written three best-selling books on business strategy and growth. His clients range from Fortune 500 companies to small to mid-market businesses. He regularly appears on media around the world, and he has quickly become a favorite podcast interviewee. His style is engaging, his material is original, and it is battle-tested. And let me just say this, I am here to completely co-sign on everything that I just read you in that bio. This interview was amazing. And I have said this to you before, but I really, really, really mean it now. 
I hope that you have pen and paper handy. In fact, what I need you to do is just go ahead and get yourself a Leverage Your Incredible Factor journal. Because every week when you come to this podcast, you already know that I'm dropping the nuggets. I'm giving you mad science. I'm giving you something you can feel so that you can make something you can fold, okay? Carl Gould was a bomb.com. My favorite part of our interview was when he talked about the obnoxious offer. Oh my gosh, you guys, you're about to get your whole entire life when you hear him talk about the obnoxious offer. It's powerful. It's filled with drop the mic moments. It's full of blow your mind moments. It's full of complete expansion of the capacity of what is possible for you as you look to leverage your incredible factor. Let's go ahead and jump into my interview with Carl Gould. Welcome to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast, Carl. I am so excited. I have been waiting for this conversation. Oh, thanks, Danielle. This is exciting for me, too. Thanks for uh, having me on and, and uh, contributing to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So let's first just get started. And as, as, as much as you would like to share, just take a few moments and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Sure. Well, I'm a, I'm a growth advisor to small to mid-market uh, entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs, and um, I've, I was very early on in the coaching, in the coaching game uh, going back to the early 90s. And um, I studied under Tony Robbins and Stephen Covey and Ken Blanchard. And then I got the chance to work with them all later in my career, which was awesome. And, you know, I can't believe it's been 30 years now. And um, I, you know, I, we have clients in 68 countries and I've spoken all over the world. And I started out my career as a landscaper who never left the 30 mile radius of New Jersey, uh, of Northern New Jersey. So it's been, it's been quite a ride. It's just been a blessing. Okay. So you, okay. So two things. First of all, I know you guys can't see Carl, but he does not look like he's been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> just so we're clear. That's the first thing. And then, hey, you know, we have to as talk I'm told, about, I, go ahead. Yeah, as I'm told, I'm well put together. Right? You are well put together. I can definitely co-sign that statement. Oh, and now funny, we, funny. we got to uh, really dig into this whole, you started as a landscaper yeah. and today, I mean, I read all of your accolades. I mean, they will, you know, they heard your bio and how impressive you are on paper. So take us back. So how, how did you go from landscaping to the man with the master plan to take businesses to the next level today? How did that all happen? Right. Oh yeah. So yeah, I probably breezed through that way too quickly, but I, um, there I was studying accounting and finance at the university of Delaware in my second year of school, I broke my leg pretty badly and I had to leave school. And I spent three months in a straight leg cast, three more months uh, in physical therapy, learning how to bend and use my leg again. And then, um, uh, you know, I was, since I was paying my own way through school, I couldn't afford to go back. So I, uh, you know, all the grants and scholarships ran out. I had, to, I had to pay my own way. And my only way to do that was to start, that I thought at the time was to start a business. I knew how to do landscape construction. I grew up in the construction trades. So I started a, la a design build landscape firm, um, 18 years old, you know, just finishing up uh, after my second year of school. And, um, you know, I, I had that business for seven years. I, I grew it. I doubled it every year for seven years and I sold it. And then I started a real estate development, um, home building and, and uh, general contracting business that I had for another 12 years in 2004, 
but I did coaching all through the 90s as a side hustle. That was my, I was the original gig economist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, um, and then I decided, you know, as I went through this process, I really loved it. And when I sold my business in 2004, or when I knew I was going to sell it, I started the company that I have today in full force in 2002. Mm-hmm. So uh, seven stage advisors. So that's, that's kind of how I got from, from then to now. So you said two things that are really powerful that I want to pull back the layer on. So the first is I'm a fellow blue hen. I don't know if you knew that. Did you know that? I, you know, I saw that you spoke. I saw there's U, UD was on your LinkedIn profile. I didn't realize you're yeah. a blue hen. Where, what year? 97 is when I graduated. Right on. I was, I am a Russell E former Russell E dorm resident okay. for two years, 84, 85. Wow. 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 Yeah. Okay, guys. I just have to say this again. He does not look like he was in college in 1984. 19. <laughs> okay. Let's just put that out there. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. So yeah. So I, I graduated in 97, but what you said a few minutes ago, I have to pull back the layer on this because this was so good. And this is not even what we're here to talk about people, but he is teaching already. I love how I'm able to bring guests to you from the moment they open their mouth, they're dropping powerful nuggets. And so he said, I had to pay my own way, and the only way I knew to do that was to start a business. I love that, because I love entrepreneurship, Carl, and I love for people to have the light come on to realize that when you know that you have entrepreneurial skill sets, and more importantly, you can solve a problem, you have a printing press out back, and you will never be without money. There's never going to be a reason why you would ever have to say, I can't afford it, because you can always create it. So I just love that. I love that at 18 years old, you got that download. And when I think about all that you've accomplished over the last 30 years, I'm blown away, like completely blown away. So what I want to talk about, even though you talked and I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about that, growing businesses and then selling them. But we're not going to talk about that. Instead, we're going to talk about eliminating the competition because right now, right now <laughs> and you know, the world is getting noisier and noisier and noisier. Everyone and their grandfather technically does what it is that we do, right? And I'm not even just talking about what we do in the coaching industry, but no matter what it is you do, there's hundreds of thousands of other people that do that same exact thing. And the only way we become the obvious choice is to eliminate or annihilate our competition, right? And I know there's the the feel good esoteric. Well, there really is no competition, but that's a lie. And we're not even going to tell that lie. Instead, what I want to really dig into is how we can figure out who our competition is and how to, without focusing on our competition, how can we eliminate them so they become a non-factor as we endeavor to build our businesses? That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's and um, it's one of the things that I struggled with very, very early on when I came out of the gate as an entrepreneur. I'm 18 years old. I look around and I had just been working for a landscaping company, so I'm operating in the same service area that he is, and I'm thinking I am brand new. I if I'm ever going to get a project, I've got to figure out how I can make impact right away. I've got to figure out how I can stand out immediately. Mm-hmm. And I remember my very first year. Danielle, all I would hear from people were the complaints about other contractors. Mm -hmm. Oh, you people never show up on time. You never start on time. You never finish on time. You tell me one price. It's going to be something else. You don't stand behind your work. You fly by night. You'll be gone later. 
And I heard it over and over and over again. And I said, you know what? The path to me, no matter how much I tell people how good I am or how great this is all going to be, they keep complaining. I heard the complaints louder than I heard the upside, the unique selling proposition or the features, advantages, benefits. So I said, wait a minute. I think the path to standing out is leveraging the complaints, not, mm-hmm. not the upside positives of my, of my product or service. And so I, the very first promise I made, I, I said, you know what? I've got to make a bold promise because I didn't feel I had any other choice. Mm-hmm. I said, why would they pick me an 18 year old kid with no tool, virtually no tools, I had a pickup truck and some hand tools. Why, why would they pick me over somebody else? Right. And I'm like, I've got to make it so blatantly obvious why I'm a better choice that they, that they say, you know what? You've got to be the guy. So I came up with a ridiculous guarantee. Ridiculous. Um, It was so ridiculous that somebody called, said it was obnoxious. Mm. They said, this is obnoxious, Carl, because I put a 35% premium. I came out of the gate charging 35% higher than market, than the market. I was by far and away the highest priced person everyone met. And I said, you know what? Um, I've got, if you're going to stand out one way or the other, stand out by being expensive. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I said, you know what I've got to do though is I've got to make this higher price seem like a good deal. Mm-hmm. And so I took every complaint I heard and I rolled it into what my gold offering was. I had a standard offering and I had a, an, up, an, uh, an up, upsell and I took every single, I, I, so here was my guarantee at the time. I will start the project on time. I will, no matter what the weather, and I live in New Jersey, so weather is a factor. Um, I will start on time. I will finish on time. There will be no contractor driven change orders, which means if you don't change the scope of the project, I won't charge you anything more than you've, I've already told you it's going to cost. I'm not going to come back later and say, Hey, I found a big rock in the ground and you got to pay me more to get rid of it. It's my job to know that that rock should have been there. And I will have a senior project manager on site and I will guarantee all of my work for at least a year. Now for that, I've charged you 35% more. I had the regular price. You could, you know, you could buy it at the regular price without all those things. Or for contrast, you could pay me 35% more and get all those things. Well, wouldn't you know, people were paying the 35% more two to one. Wow. It was out pricing and everybody I did a job for, I gave you both options. Mm-hmm. You had the regular option and the, and the guarantee option and people were buying that two to one. And I was like, wait a minute, there's something to this. And I, and I realized what I was doing was I was solving their top problem, their top distress, their dream project, their frustration with the entire marketplace. You people all stink. Well, maybe I don't, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you want to make sure I don't stink, you can buy your way out of that frustration. And so um, I created a little technology called the obnoxious offer. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a book about it right now. And, um, and it's all about it's all about how to, how to redefine the customer relationship around a premium offering. Now, think about this for a moment. Now, you and I are business advisors today, so let's fast forward because I have my, my obnoxious offer today is, even though I'm a business advisor and I have no control over your business, I make suggestions, you decide what, what uh, you know, just like most coaches do, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I give a five-to-one ROI guarantee, which says... Mm-hmm. If I'm not making or saving you five times the amount of my fee, the whole thing is free. The whole thing. 
-hmm. is free. We, we, we have a training program that's three years long. And if you don't hit your stated goal from the beginning, I give you all three years worth of tuition back. Wow. That's awesome. All three years. Now, when was the last time you hired an advisor who said, I'm going to get you five times the amount of my fee. And if I don't, you, you're eligible for a hundred percent refund. Yeah. Never. Absolutely. Never. Right. So, so if I'm bidding for your work, let's say you're out there and you've got, and you've, you know, you got three or four or five competitive bids and I'm the only one saying that, who am I in competition with? Oh, of course. No one. Right. So no one. let's right. stop right there. That's like the perfect, cause you said so much. Okay. Those of you who are listening, I hope that right now your hand is hurting because you tried to capture all of the juicy goodness that Carl just broke down. I'm going to pull all the layers back just in case you missed it to make sure that you catch it because it was good. It was so good that I could smack my mom right now. That's how good it was. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I, and I love that. And you know why I love this, Carl? Because I've never thought of it. I've never thought of it. But I can't wait for the obnoxious offer to come out, right? I'm, I'm buying the first copy. I'm just telling you that right now. So leveraging the complaints versus focusing on your unique selling proposition. Right. Oh my gosh. That right there is worth a million dollars. It really oh should be because you, you, if you think about it, you take, you take whatever it is you charge right now. So folks, here's how you do it. I'm going to give you the quick and dirty obnoxious offer structure. Take whatever it is you charge for your services. If you charge a class and it's 10 bucks or you get 50 bucks an hour or you charge a, a commission, you're 3% or 6% or whatever, write down that number that you charge and cross it out and then double it. And then take that second number, cross that out, and double it again. So if you were 100, it went to 200, and then 400. Mm -hmm. If you were 3% and went to 6%, now you're 12%. Okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to make a, now make a list of everything you'd have to give your client to make that number seem like a good value. Mm-hmm. What would you have to do? Well, I'd have to make certain introductions. I'd have to guarantee certain things. I'd have to put you first on my list, a priority list. I'd have to give you VIP access. I'd have to make sure that if, if you're, on the, you're on the priority list, that if inventory ever got short, you were, you were the first one I came out to see. I'd have to make sure that in our, in our COVID world, uh, I gave you a touch-free, contact-free uh, experience. Mm -hmm. I will come on the weekends. I'll come between midnight and 8 a.m. instead of between 9 and 5, right? What would make that big number worth it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. you have your whole list of, you have your whole new offering now. Okay. And you give, you, you make sure that every one of your clients sees that offering. Mm -hmm. You have your regular offering and you have this gold, platinum, emerald, ruby version. Right. And you say with the exaggerated price. Now it doesn't have to be double then double again. We get you there first so you can build the bonuses. So the bonuses right. are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then modulate your price where the market acceptance would be. Okay. Right? In other words, charge as much as you think you can get away with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you, you know, I can't. Um, but if you think about it, um, you know, I, what I love is I, I like reading um, uh, boating comparisons and car comparisons, right? And, mm -hmm. and they'll put the Honda Civic up against the, the, the Mercedes-Benz 320 and, right. or the Honda Accord. And the Honda Accord will perform as good, if not better, in like most categories. But, you know, they're both advertisers, so they can't, so it always has to end up being a tie, you know? Right. And 
but the Mercedes is double the price. Absolutely. So what are you getting for double the price? Well, maybe some nicer leather or nicer this or, you know, your, your Timken roller bearing, whatever, image, prestige and all that. Right. So you've got to make, so there is value add, some tangible, some, un, some intangible, but you've just got to make the case why it's a good value to buy a Mercedes over a Honda. And you talk to Mercedes-Benz dealers, they think it's a better deal. I'm not rolling up to the country club. I'm not, I've got to match my brand. Honda wouldn't match my brand, so Mercedes is a better value. All right, I accept that. That's great. So if I'm selling Mercedes to somebody who wants to portray a luxury lifestyle or brand, I've got to charge them a luxury price. Right. You know? And so. So brilliant. This is so. Right. This is so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I so, love it. I love so, the ridiculous guarantee. I love right. the now exercise. I love it. Just yeah. the, the mental space you have to be in because it's, you know, when you take the number and you double it the first time, it's probably like, oh gosh, I might pee myself. By the time you yeah. double it again, it's like, <laughs> okay, there's definitely Whoa. going to be pee. Right? And yeah. then to go through the exercise of, what would I have to give this client to make this number look like it's a great deal? That exercise, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm doing this with my clients. <laughs> love it. Love it. I lo so think about I, this for a moment. I, I love the thought. I just love the, how the mind is expanding. I say all the time, it, exposure creates expansion. So because I've been exposed to the obnoxious offer formula, it is expanding the capacity for how I could use this to help my clients to see how to make better offers so that they could enroll people into programs that are more valuable and cost more than they ever thought they could charge. But they are the ones who determine how to make the offer worth it at that price point. That's what makes a genius. Like, it's not me saying, because I, Carl, could be like, yep, you, you should be charging 100K for that. And they're like, there's no way in the world, but they are doing the work to come to the realization that it should be 100K. I, right I, could on. You. I could kiss you right now. This is the bomb. Okay, you have right. earned a purple hand clap. Oh, love it. No, all about the purple hand clap. When I pull out my right. purple hand clapper, it's because you have said something that is so <laughs> amazingly juicy good that, oh my God, like you just, do you realize you just changed a lot of people's lives? Like, do you oh, realize I hope that? So, thank you. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh, Carl, this is, this is the bomb. Okay. And, and what I, the other thing that you said before we got, I got all excited about the obnoxious offer that I loved is that you said, I started out charging 35% more than the market. And this is your quote. This was, this was so good. If you're going to stand out, stand out by being expensive. Carl, I could smack you again. That was so, so good. Okay. You guys see why I had to have Carl on the podcast? Like, can you, are you already like, just blown away by what this man brings to the table and the way he thinks. Mind blown, paradigm shifted, and there is no competition when you give a ridiculous guarantee. Mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. I don't even know where we go from here, Carl. Like, I feel like we could drop the mic. I could do the outro <laughs> and send the people on their way. Like, I, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> This is hey, that might so be the way good. we roll. Oh my gosh, cool. this is so good. So, okay, so, okay, so I want to back up though. 
So yeah, I yeah. take I take the complaints that people who are already working in my industry are getting hand over fist. And from those complaints, I figure out a way to do it better, quicker, faster, right? Right. You take the complaints, you solve it or mitigate it, and you put it into your offering. So so if you want to figure out if you want to figure out how to build your offer, go to customer review. Here's the three places as you get them from you you look at industry customer reviews so google my business all your competitors look at their reviews good and look at all their one star reviews and two star reviews okay and just start to make a list of the complaints second thing is you're going to start you'll you'll get and everyone does you'll get objections to prospects and customers when you share a new product or promotion or pricing with them oh i don't know that sounds like a lot of time to learn that or gosh it seems complicated a lot of time complicated like write those down all right and then the um uh and then the other thing is look at when you get a client and the, and you say well, why did you choose me oftentimes they'll say oh well darnielle i loved your energy i love this i love that and you know the other three people they didn't look like they can do a b c x y z and you would say, ah, that's other complaints. And so you build your list and you say, which on that list can I solve? Mm. Okay. You know, now for your gold, platinum, titanium program, finish off your list by saying, what are the services I do for free for my good customers that I'm really not supposed to have to do, but I do anyway because they're a good customer? Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to have to take a call on the weekend, but I do because they're a good customer. I'm right. not supposed to have to take that product back after the expiration date, but I do because they're a good customer. I'm not supposed to have to give you in-house financing, but I do because you're a good right. customer, right? The customer is asking you for these things because they're highly valuable requests for them. They, it's got a high perceived value. Mm -hmm. So you take the complaints plus the value added free services that you want to get paid for, but you just haven't either had the guts to charge or you never thought you would, or it seemed odd to charge for that. You move that into your gold option. You want me to, you want me to take a call midnight on a Thursday? That's cool. You're just going to pay me. Mm -hmm. I don't mind taking the call. I would anyway, but I want to get paid for that. My time's valuable too. Yeah. You know, and that's why, you know, expertise is expertise. I don't care how long you've been doing it. I don't yeah. care how short you've been doing it. If Oprah Winfrey or Richard Branson set, each said, announced on the same day, hey guys, we want to be mentors. We're going to go into our own coaching business and we're going to work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. They would not say, oh, and just to get some market share, we thought we would discount our prices until we get to a critical mass. Right. They're not going to say that. Oprah's here. And here's what I suggest all of your, all of your listeners uh, say, put it right on your website. I put it right on mine. I have made this available to the marketplace in a way it's never been available before. Mm. All right. That's code for I'm new to the industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have made myself available to the marketplace in a way I have never had before, which is true because if you're a graphic designer who worked for a marketing agency, now you're on your own. You are now available to the marketplace in a way you were never available before. Right. That's so okay. You don't discount your way to market share. It doesn't work. Can you say that again Be for the people in the back? Please say that. All again. right. 
you do not discount your way to market share. That is not how it works. When the New York Yankees built their new stadium, they weren't like, hey, guys, you know, we want to get some enthusiasm for the new stadium, so therefore we're discounting all of the seats. They raised the seats. Right. They said, look at these look at these box seats. Are they badass? They used to be 500. Now they're 1,000. We uh -huh. made them badass. We're charging badass. You, you are know? the bomb. Okay, so I gotta. You have said a lot. So I need you. You take a break and you refuel yourself while I recount everything that you said <laughs> that was ridiculous and amazing to make sure that our listeners right. caught it. Okay. So, oh my gosh, so many things that you said. Okay. So let's talk about how we find the complaints. Okay. So we're gonna go and Google our competitors. We're gonna look for their reviews, but specifically the one star reviews. We're gonna look at what objections were posted, and then we're gonna look at the, the, and then we're gonna to talk to our clients and say, why did you choose me? And all of those three things are gonna give us a list. That list is going to begin to tell us the problems that we can solve and that we can put into our offer and charge way more for it. And then, this was, this was the, the goal on this part, what we're going to add to that is by asking ourselves this question. What are the services I would do for free that I'm not supposed to do or I'm not supposed to have to do it, but I would do it anyway because they're a good customer. And then I'm going to take those complaints, add in the value added free services, and that is going to become my higher ticket price. But That's in right. case that wasn't enough, then you said expertise is expertise. Time does not matter. And then you said, this is the one I had you to repeat, don't, you don't discount your way to market share. I tell you, that is nothing that I was literally having a conversation with a potential client today who was like, yeah, it should be, you know, I don't remember what the number was, but I sell it for half. Ooh. And I literally, I didn't say it in your exact words, but I was like, yeah, no, we don't, dis we don't discount to get clients. Just like, you know what I say all the time, Carl, is I'm not in the habit of begging someone to let me transform their life. So I'm going to tell right. you what it's like to work with me. I'm going to tell you what's included. And what I love about what you share, I do all of this, but I didn't know that this was what I was doing. Like you were able to put a name to it as to why my programs are so much better than the people who technically do what it is that I do. Because I do, I ha highlight all of the value adds, but I also charge for it. And I didn't even know that that's what I was doing. So thank you for putting a name on it for me. And helping me to realize that that's exactly why I'm a higher ticket offer, right? And I'm not this, yeah. you can go, I tell people, I literally just told this woman last night, she's like, oh, well, I was talking to another coach and she was 10,000. Well, then you should hire her. But then what I want you to know is that you're going to get what you pay for. Because here's what'll happen if you hire me. If we decide to partner and work together, this is what you can expect. So are you willing to chance that she'll be able to give all of that for you? Give all of that to you? Because I know that I can. Because I do it every single day with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back. So right. only you can decide that. And she ended up hiring me because, because of confidence, because I, I did the work to figure out what my value-added services are. I've got the, the success stories to back up what it is that I bring to the table. And I'm clear on my expertise. I, I love... Um, something that I read that you, a question that you, you had as a potential question that I want to talk about now was what your price says about you. So what does your pricing say about how much expertise you, expertise you believe you have and bring mm -hmm. to the table? Because that's I think right. that's another way to eliminate your competition, right? 
Yeah, because you're you're if you are among the highest priced in your niche, or ironically enough, among the lowest priced in your niche, mm -hmm. you're thought of as an expert. Okay, hmm. because okay. one of the one of the top filters for a consumer for quality or perceived quality is price, right? And so we ask ourselves. So let's go low for a moment. So we ask ourselves the question: How is Google? able to bring us the world's library and a million or more answers to any question we have in less than a second. How are they able to do that? Yeah. Well, they wrote an algorithm in it to do that and they're so smart, they can give it away for nothing, right? Yeah. That's why they're Google. We're like, well, I, don't, I have no idea how they pulled that off, but that's why they're so smart. They must be good. Therefore, uh, we give them 80% of the search market. Mm -hmm. Now, conversely, how can a Rolex charge $10,000 for a watch. How do they get away with it? I just read an article about why watches cost what they cost. And you know, as you find out, it's not about all of the materials. Mm -hmm. Materials to build a watch are around the same price. It's do they do it handmade or automated or whatever. It's how it gets built is all the money. So, so think about it. If you said, well, I'm going to use old school methods, go really slow, do it all by hand and not automate, and I'm going to crush it you'd be like, oh my God, in today's day and age, have you lost your mind? Right. Um, but that's what Rolex does. And Rolex has done a brilliant job of brand building. Absolutely brilliant and building the scarcity. So you've got to, you know, you've got to be able to show what you're getting for that extra. And by being high up in the range, if I'm way high up in the range, people are simply going to make the assumption, wow, you must be good if you're getting that price. Right. And, and when, I don't know anybody who knows the sales figures or the amount Rolex sells of every watch. For all we know, like I ask, I, when I give a keynote, I ask this of people. I say, is Richard Branson rich? And most people would say, well, yeah. And I'll say, well, how do you know? <laughs> and the, well, he owns an island. Well, how do you know? <laughs> well, he owns Virgin. Well, how do you know? <laughs> and that, I said, so have you seen his financials? Are you personal friends? Are you his attorney, his accountant? And they're like, no, well, I've read everything about him. I said, that's right. And who, who told the magazine all that stuff? <laughs> Richard did. Right. right? Richard has just told the story enough times that we all believe it. Now, is he rich? I would have to guess. I'm going to go with yes for 200, Alex. Yeah, I I'm think he's gonna go rich. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the reality is, is we can't prove it. I yeah, can't prove it. I can't. Yeah. yeah, we can't prove it, but we—you also can't keep up the lie that long. Something well, is going to tell yeah, you know what I mean. Something is going to tell on you if you're fabricating information. Sure. And sure. and that you know what I mean. But so, but I definitely get your point that it's about the, the the story and the narrative that we share because we understand who we are and what it is we bring to the table. I, I say all the time, your confidence will sell more than your sales skills ever will. Yeah, you know, right I on. have I have an MBA. I have an undergraduate degree. I have a coaching certification. I have a Colby specialist. I got certifications for days, but no one right. has ever asked me to pull any of those out and show to them right. that I have any of them because you know what else I have? Hundreds of testimonials and case studies and success stories on my website of how we help people grow their businesses by 50 to 600% in a year. So no yeah, one cares right. about my credentials because of all of the results that I had. And I have all of that because I know what I bring to the table and I articulate it every chance I get. 
And yeah. so what I feel, the, the other thing that I'm hearing you say that I want to just dial out, uh, pull out for the listeners is be clear and be confident about your expertise and what you bring to the table. And that's why the comment expertise is expertise. Time doesn't matter. is so important because we being the individual with the expertise think we need to back it up by years and years and years of doing it when all we need to back it up is that it's not theory. We've proven that it actually works because we have at least one example or a success story or case study to the point of it. And sometimes that case study is us when we are, when we're making this available to the marketplace in a way that it has never been made available before. <laughs> exactly. We're new to it, right? Oh my gosh, right Carl, this is so awesome and amazing. I hate that our time is up. I, I oh, hate no. that, that we're like, we're coming to a close. So I want to give you an opportunity just to share anything you'd like to share in closing as it pertains to eliminating the competition. I mean, what you've given us already is so amazingly juicy good. And, and like I've already said, you have changed someone's life just by what you've shared already. So what else would you like to share when it comes to eliminating the competition? Yeah. Ed edify the competition, meaning talk them up. So if you're competing against somebody else, I, I always ask, if somebody's considering working with me, I'll say, well, who else are you talking to? I might know them. Right. And, and they'll say, oh, I'm talking to Bob and, Ju and Janie and Sue. Oh, Bobby's really good. I've heard excellent things about Jane. Sue's excellent. You know, she even, she even focuses in this area of your life or business or whatever. And, uh, and they'll say, oh, really? I'm like, oh, yeah, you've got, you're looking at four really good options, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and because I, I take away the idea that I, fe that, I, that I fear them in any way mm -hmm. or that I need your work in any way. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to change my life if we, work to, if we don't work together, it's but it will definitely change yours if we do. Carl, that is exactly what I say. I literally say it. I say, listen. Right on. Listen, you don't have to dodge me if the answer is no. Like if they don't make the decision in the first conversation, you don't have to dodge me. I'm happy to follow up with you because here's what I need you to know. I'm already making millions. My life isn't going to change, but yours absolutely will. So you right. decide. Oh my gosh, I love you. I love you. I think you're my, my brother from another mother. <laughs> At another time. Oh, I love you. We have got to, we have got to find a way to stay connected and and, and synergize no because I love the way you think. I love that you're just in New Jersey. I'm just right down the street in Delaware. I love that. Um, I, this has been such a joy. You have my hair on my arm on end in like the most amazing of ways. So before I let you go, I will get all of your contact information so we can share that in the show notes with everyone. But I always ask three closing questions. I call these my incredible factor wisdom questions. And they're easy because you're, you're going to have the answers. The first one is, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote is by Marianne Williamson that your playing small does not serve the universe. Um, you know, shine your light because it gives others permission to shine theirs. Theirs, yes. I love Marianne Williamson's Our Deeper Sphere. Okay, second question is, what is the last book you read? I've, I've read it many, many times, but I just put it down again. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace, Wallace Waddles. Yes. <clears throat> He's the I man. probably read that at least once a year. Yeah, I, I've got the book that's the trilogy, Science of Being Great, Science of Being Well, and The Science of Getting Rich. Mm, I need the trilogy in my life, all, Carl. Yeah, it's one book. It's all three together. It's The okay. Wisdom the wisdom of Wallace Waddles. I love it. I'm going to look for that on Amazon. 
Um, and then the last question, what is one tool you swear by to grow your business? Oh my gosh. Um, well, the, the thing that's probably changed my life as much as anything else is I use my, I use uh, recurring appointments on my calendar as my operations manual. My calendar rules my life. It's how I, it's how I uh, communicate with my team. We've got, 14, we've got 14 administrators and 30 consultants, and I run everything through my calendar. If awesome. it's on the calendar, it happens. If it's not on the calendar, it didn't happen. I love that. I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, I bow down, I purple hand clap. Oh, cool. This was so amazing, Carl. Thank you so very much for taking the time to stop by to just drop the microphone and share such powerful wisdom with these people. Like I said, seriously, lives are going to be changed forever. I can already predict that this is going to be to date one of the most popular, most downloaded episodes of the podcast. This is phenomenal. I'm going to listen to it probably 20 times because this was awesome. so good. Oh my goodness. I appreciate you so much. Thanks well, for thank being you. here. It's been a lot of fun. I know I was right, wasn't I? I mean, how many of you right now are trying to find your brain because it's been blown? Like that was such a powerful, powerful interview. I told you you were going to love my conversation with Carl. If you enjoyed our conversation and you want to connect directly with him, then you definitely want to make sure you check out the show notes and link to, uh, because there's a link to his website there. Um, listen, you guys, listen. <laughs> You need to stop playing and get yourself subscribed to this podcast. And if you have not rated and reviewed this podcast yet, can you just please tell me what it is that you're waiting for? I need you to rate it so that other people know that this is the only place they need to be to learn how to leverage and scale a business that serves them financially and spiritually while they shake the planet and fund the life that they crave. You already know, every guest I bring you is thebomb.com. You now know that Carl Gould is no different and you have everything you need to begin to eliminate your competition. Listen, powerful, powerful stuff. Oh, I love you. I love this podcast. I love being able to bring you amazing guests. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet and fund the life you crave. Take care.